everybody, it's Blake. And this is Drew. And you're listening to the Lock, Stock, and Two Smoke Controllers podcast. Welcome to episode 22.1.1. Yeah, you heard that right. We had a little bit of a recording snafu. If you follow us on the Facebook or anything like that, I did a post about it. We just, I'm a big dum-dum, and I set up the recording wrong, and we ended up recording the entire podcast on the built-in microphone of the laptop, and you can guess that does not sound very good. So we tossed the whole thing out and started over. Speaking of Facebook and stuff like that, we did on the front end of the front end of the episode we wanted to tell everybody who listens to the podcast if you want to go ahead and find us on the whatever social things you dig around on we do have our facebook page of course where i post stuff like that the goings on of the podcast or other games or other we've been getting we're doing screenshots of games and stuff like that of stuff we're playing to just a sneak peek of games that are coming up and stuff like that and blake does um some stuff on instagram yeah and that is the number two smoking controllers, no spaces, easy yeah. enough to find. And I tend to post between eight and ten photos, either stuff I've actually taken using using my phone or a cool art that I find. I try to do mostly game art or like in-game pictures or concept art. I don't want to like get fan, fan art because yeah. it just makes things kind of confusing. Unless the fan art looks really cool and is really close. But that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. And the concept art, I've done quite a bit of concept art. More recently on the Soul Axiom, I took the concept art of the, the Guardian, the final yeah. uh, boss. Angel thing. A lot of Yoshitaka Amanos for Final Fantasy IV. Yeah. I, like, I think I had every all the characters and a bunch of cool stuff from the bosses. And way back in like episode one, with I found an amazing concept art for the... Uh, the Toby Kadachi from Monster Hunter World, yeah, and it looked like an like actual actual hunter notes on it. It looked like an actual like a like a zoology book. It had it broke down into its pieces and stuff. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, put up by the Should have saw, we saw other other monsters. I bet they have it for all the monsters. I bet I didn't look that hard though. Uh, aside from those two, the two bigger ones, I guess. Um, I did start uh, though barely am using a subreddit page for the podcast. There's nothing really on it right now. Uh, you can go ahead and follow it if you want to. What I've been doing with it really is the same thing I do on other subreddits I'm in. I'm in a podcast sharing subreddit and video game podcast subreddits. And I just share when I put out a new episode of the podcast into the, all the subreddits there. You can follow it there. The subreddit can be used the same way as uh, the Facebook group we made to do. Is if you want to talk talk to people, get in there and make it bigger or whatever and talk to people about the the games we talk about or the music we hear we play or the movies and TV shows just a place to communicate with people who are maybe looking into the same stuff or just want to you want to hide in there and talk trash about me and Blake we don't really care unless you want to use it ain't nothing wrong with talking smack about us yeah we don't really care let's see what else is new we did do uh but on the last recording I had mentioned we had set up a Twitch thing for our podcast. It's just two, the word two, two smoking controllers on Twitch. You can follow that, of course, and you'll get notified when we uh, decide to do anything with it, which we did, ironically, later that day after our failed recording, uh, Blake wanted to go on and stream about about an hour of one of the games we're going to talk about, and he had, we'll say, a good time. Uh, we had it's an hour of failure. <laughs> I watched a bit of it because I was in the car traveling but uh, he was uh using you know forgot kind of like a test stream and see how how we can get twitch working in our working for us and stuff like that but uh you can find that easy enough and i'll post when he does if he decides to do that it's just one game i had talked about getting to do magic and stuff like that there'll be other stuff we'll do it kind of tends to be maybe i don't want to say sillier games but games you don't have to concentrate as much on while you're playing the way he could stream it and still have fun with it i might do some we might do some co-op stuff 
Probably we have we have at least one or two co-op, co-op games, games yeah. juggling. Anyway, so there's that, uh, and I will post on the Facebook like I did. I did. Anybody following already on there would have saw I posted the direct link to the actual Twitch that Friday or Saturday, whatever whatever day that was, and we Friday did all that mess. But uh, that was all there. I'll post all that stuff there too. It's all coming together slowly but surely. We're trying to do do different things. We're trying to do things we didn't ever do before we don't we'd ever twitch stream we don't really mess around on the social media stuff that much and uh we never made a podcast before now so we're trying to do a lot of things we never never done before just doing a little bit of experimenting here and there and seeing what we feel and what feels good yeah uh the last thing i want to mention before we get into the actual episode is we forgot before uh we've done two kind of game two not kind of we've done two game giveaways because we just have copies of games lying around our house originally we gave away uh battle chasers night, night war to uh one of our friends garrett he uh we we, did, we posted questions and he sent the answers he got the game and then when garrett came actually came onto the show we did a uh, final fantasy 4 and we did a whole the whole thing again questions and we give away a ds copy of the game and our Cousin Daniel jumped on that pretty quick, so apparently he's never actually played Final Fantasy IV all the way through, so he sent in the, sent in the answers and claimed that game, too. We already sent it to him and all that fun stuff. He po- We post pictures and stuff like that to social media. We proved we actually sending the games to people. We're hoping somebody outside of family and friends will... We, got a, we, got, we actually have a few other games and stuff like that lined up in the podcast. We're trying to spread out the... So every episode isn't like, ooh, they're giving away a game. That'd be kind of... That'd be too expensive. Well, it's just games around the house we're talking about. But uh, sure. we have a few other games lined up we want to give away. We hope somebody else will end up claiming those. But so far, we've people... And getting the questions right, people, people paying attention because we're doing the questions you can't Google has kind of been the point of it. Yeah. Anyway, with all of that, I think that covers everything we needed to say on the front end. I feel like I'm forgetting something. I always do. I probably mentioned something on the original recording and then forgot to say it on this one. So I guess with that, uh, we'll move on to uh, the first game, and I'll let Blake start with that one, which is the game he streamed, actually. Yeah. Hey, everybody. The game we're talking about today is called Snakey Bus. That's right. You heard me. Snakey Bus. It was uh, developed by Stovetop. It happens to be their first game, and it came out May last year, so it's about a year old now. It started on PC. It did start on PC. So the the elevator pitch for this game, like the two-minute pitch, is basically Crazy Taxi meets Snake. <laughs> <laughs> Though it's a little loose. It's not as hectic as Crazy Taxi, but it it could be fun, because basically, you're a bus driver, mm-hmm. and you're going, you're driving around from bus stop to bus stop, picking up more people. Once your bus gets full, you drive to the drop-off location, and then depending on how many people you drop off, your bus actually gets longer and longer <laughs> and longer. Yeah. I actually ended up playing this game first, because we were, you know, if you saw our last couple of posts and stuff like that we had a big month of, of gamer score and stuff like that we were banging through a bunch of short games so this was actually a, a game you can get all the achievements in fairly quickly so i was trying to bust ahead of blake with some quick games so i ended up playing this first and uh we kind of bought this off the trailer because the trailer looked fun but starting off playing this i quickly realized how difficult this game was like the trailer looks a bit uh more relaxed and a lot of the music in the game is very misleading uh, it's the game's not very relaxing at all, and uh, I forgot about music on the front end. I I only got like one song for for this game, and I couldn't get music for anything else, or I refused to get music for the third game, which we'll get we'll get to down to that game eventually and why. But I quickly came to realize how difficult the game was, especially in the uh, the level the first level it defaults on is the dorm room. Yeah, the with, college dorm, which makes you kind of like the size of a Hot Wheels car, and you're racing around a dorm room, which I thought was a odd level to intro the game on because I ended up moving forward to other another level or two down the thing and one was suburbia and that one was just like a regular suburbia and you're a bus driving around picking people up I thought that was more of a a better intro level a better example of what that game's supposed to be kind of about it we're for begin uh, for the beginning because the game gets crazy and you get obviously crazier levels yeah there's a there's a couple you have the dorm room there's 
Paris, Night Paris, Suburbia. What's another one? There's a couple you didn't even play. I, I probably you probably haven't got done playing it. The Ring is the one. If you, uh, if anybody saw the stream, that at the the Ring is the one we use to get the, the the final couple of achievements. There's achievements for a hundred and fifty long bus, a three hundred long bus, and a four twenty. And the like the easiest place to do it was on Ring because Ring is literally a bunch of rings around this black orb, and you just kind of drive around it and try not to fall off the rings. I did a terrible job. I'm, I'm not good at it. Yeah, I'm not I, patient. I don't know. I actually managed to do it all. I got all the uh, the achievements in the game. Blake has been repeatedly. He got, he's got everything else. He just needs to get that 420. I think your record's 300 and something. I think 307. I'm just We're just nowhere near where I need it, to be. It doesn't seem like that's that far, but once you're up to 300s, you're really man- trying to really manage uh, you not to, falling off of anything because there's only really two ways to lose. One is to, uh, which you won't hit so much on, on rings, but other levels of buildings and stuff like that. One way to lose is to just stop moving. Stop moving is bad, so that's that's the game over, stop moving. And then the other is to fall into the oblivion, uh, which a couple of levels have that. Uh, we're, uh, unlike actual snake, you can you can run into yourself as much as you want to. It's just dangerous because you end up stopping. So that's, the only, that's one of the big differences besides being a completely different game. When you run into yourself, normally that would be game over because you'll stop. But this game does have a slightly significant, though very uncontrollable uh, gimmick uh, tool. is a jump button, but you have no control. It just yeah, rockets. It's like a rocket shoots out the bottom of your bus and just sends you fly. Even with little taps, you send little flying through the air. That's how you're supposed to avoid, I guess, getting stopped at certain places. But you can do if you kind of do it right. You can do some bunny hops and create some holes that you can yeah. drive through and create these immaculate contraptions. Yeah, I bet but, you um, can see some incredible people online playing it. And speaking of uh, online, we don't have it on console. Who knows if we will? If consoles can handle the craziness of it, but the the, the PC side did get multiplayer. I think fairly recently. Oh, two, two buses driving around. I can't imagine how that works or how it. It's even playable. It's hard enough with one person, I feel like. But I, I bet there's some true snaky bus masters out there. Because you can get yourself into quite the conundrums. I had a few yesterday, or on during the stream, where I, uh, I ramped off a ramp and landed on top of the tail end of my snake and was riding on top of <laughs> myself for yeah. a second. Then I had a few other ones where I was trying to drive right beside it because I'm like I have my jump coming up and I can't make it so I'm like pressing into the the tail end of my bus and it flips me on my side yeah I've seen and some I'm of just that. like grinding. I also saw you uh, doing uh, when you were driving on some of the stream you were kind of swerving a bit I'm just like he's swerving all he's gonna do he's gonna, he's gonna land on that platform he's gonna be bumping up against that swerving tail the entire time is, well, that, I, is that probably what happened well a mix because I'm also trying to get because there's no point in getting to a drop off with only one person yeah I'm trying to. All, I have to gather as many people. Yeah, the more people you have, the more uh, more extenders you get when you go to the drop off. It's just rough, and I'm also like, I want it to be done. So I'm trying to do it fast. Yeah, and that's play, play it more than you need. Play it more than you need to. I mean, it took me. I say I got all the achievements, but getting that final achievement did take me. I did. I did actually did the entire game in one night. About what four hours? I've got. I, I have no idea, but uh. The longest part was getting that final achievement. I got the 300 with, um, I don't want to say no issue, but I got the 300 without much of a problem. Uh, but it was the 420 that ended up taking me a vast majority of a night, one night, re-attempting, re- I, I don't know, 50, 60 tries. Luckily, the game restarts pretty rapidly, and you just start rolling again. Yeah, sometimes too fast, and I, I roll right off the edge sometimes, <laughs> yeah. not realizing how um, fast it's doing. I think it's a pretty cool game. I said, I said in the beginning it was harder than uh, I anticipated. I thought it was going to be more leisurely. A little more casual. A little more casual. Like, dang, and, the, and like I said, the, some of the music, I got one song I can play, but some of the music is, all the music's laid back and chill, and you're just like, you, like, you just lay back and casually just drive around these maps, and it's not, there's nothing casual about this game. There's not, there's not any map that's casual. Even ring, the huge open rings, you're like, this will be easy. I just drive around. Nope. As soon as you get to the around the 100, 150 mark on your bus, you're constantly having to adjust which lane you're on to avoid running into yourself. It's Yeah, it's very rough. Yeah. Someone who's maybe a little more geometrically smarter, better at, I don't know, what is that, geometry? Know. You need forward, forward thinking. You do some forward thinking because you can, 
I feel like you're supposed to like be able to play and always maybe keep track of where you're. Or maybe everybody just plays chaotically. I don't know, but I feel like maybe a, a smarter player would be able to keep track of where their tail was. And and you gotta. I think knowing the map, the other maps would be important. Would be knowing like trying to remember where you've been. But if you play a bunch, a bunch, a bunch. You know, you'd be like, I feel like your your runs would get mixed up in your head. So like you're trying to remember, like, on a certain map, you went this way, went this way, and you know, to go that way instead. And then in your third round around the map, you go a different way. But who knows? You've played, you've played the map a hundred times. Unless you have a set pattern to get. The pattern you're following, trying to get the most. Always turn left. Always yeah. go the long way around. When I was Don't looking, uh, I was looking for music. There's people with, like, thousand or higher long buses on these maps and it wasn't all not on i don't think any of them were even on ring and stuff like that and other other crazy thousand long it's chaos at like 50 or 100 uh, yeah i so i don't i don't even know i didn't watch any of the videos i didn't want to get all up in the bad about fall down the, well, not even that fall down the rabbit hole of watching snaky bus videos all night long i was just trying to find music but that's true it's a crazy game i say it's uh fun i actually um no honestly i didn't play a, a lot of the a good piece of mine because the achievements are cumulative. Like it's, you, you, you get points just for playing and every point, certain point threshold you unlock a bus, a new, a new bus, which is just cosmetic and you unlock a other levels. And those are the, those are the achievements and the, the only achievements you have to work for is the, I said the 150, 300, 420 achievements. And then there's a hidden level, which is inside Paris. You got to ramp off this part of this building and land inside this place. And it just teleports you to dark Paris. Yeah. I think you have to, it's just nighttime Paris ramp. The Louvre, that giant black glass pyramid, and like ramp off it and land in like a building window or a balcony, and then it changes it to nighttime Paris. Yeah, it's kind of funny. So random. That's pretty much all the achievements are for that game. But I actually had Jessica play a bit because I was I got annoyed within like the first 15 minutes of running around in the dorm room, and I was like, wow, I had, I've barely had this game on, and I I dislike it greatly already. I was pretty annoyed by it. And I got kind of con Jessica into playing for a bit, and she played through actually quite a few levels. Seemed to enjoy it a bit more than I did, when she, especially when she got to the, the suburbia suburbia level, which is the I feel like the easiest started level. She played a lot more. I saw other other levels. I don't know what all the levels are called, but I saw a lot of the other levels. There's lots of levels. There's like also said, different game modes too, isn't there? But yeah, was, well, there's there's regular, which is just picking. I don't know what it's called. Just picking transit, maybe is what it's called. Mm-hmm. No, is that the type of bus? Transit type of bus. Well, there's there's whatever whatever you just pick up people. And there's uh, Time Attack, and then there's Endless, which Endless is only available on certain maps, apparently, because of the, the systems can yeah. handle the thing. And I think there's, I think you see videos of people flying, so I think there's levels on Endless mode and stuff like that, where you just fly the bus through the air. I don't know. I'm going to turn it back on sometime and see what other craziness you can do, but I'm, I'm uh, not too good at turning on games again where I have all the achievements in them. It's very difficult to go yeah, back to, to some. Now you got to move, move forward with... On to the next game that I, and I need to be playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's too many games to be focused on just one. Oh, uh, that it? I guess for this game, I mean, you said the developers only had one game, so yeah, this is the only game they've they've done so far. They're a very brand new studio. And I think that I, I, don't, I don't. We didn't. We don't look at sales numbers. I don't really care about. I feel like the. I didn't see anything. It's a weird enough game. The game is very cheap, actually. The game actually uh, brand new is 11.99. I've got it for like eight bucks on Xbox. So. Yeah. You can get all the achievements pretty quick if you care about achievements, or it's actually uh, more than enough content. I feel like with all the maps and all the buses and endless play, and I mean, there's tons of content, especially for eleven dollars. And the game is it's designed; it's it's an infinite game. You can play it forever. There's no there's no end to it. So I feel like if you that sounds fun. Or you look up a video of what it looks like to be driving a snake bus, snake bus, snakey bus around around a town as your bus gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It's pretty crazy. Um, so anyway, let me try that out. And we're going to be moving on to our, our next game. Yeah. Our next game was actually, uh, I'll let Blake deal with the most part of it, but uh, it is a, uh, I heard about it on uh, I was about subreddits and stuff like that. I was at Xbox achievement subreddit and every now and then you hear about games on there that are quick. A lot of those posts are like cheap games to buy that are like really, really, really dumb games. And I'm not, I'm not, we're not as into the, we've, we have a few still, but the, the super dumb games that are just like shovelware that give you a thousand a thousand gamer score for like two dollars i'm just not into a lot of those but a guy had posted about this next game corgan i was actually uh the prologue being free on x completely free on xbox and all the achievements for the game being in the prologue for some reason so we, we, we jumped on that one yeah the game is called corgan is it mm-hmm 
just clarifying for anyone who didn't hear it earlier. It is uh, developed and published by a, ga- a company called Code Stalkers. Now, this is their, I believe, their third game they've done. The first being, the first two, actually. This is their first console game. The first two were mobile-only, mobile tablet, and they were called Everland, Unleash the Magic, and the other one was called Rogue Beyond the Shadows, and they were released uh, 13 and 14. Hmm. The company started in 2013, and they're based out of uh, Barcelona, Spain. Hmm. Was Corrigan also on mobile? I believe it came out after, but this was their first effort at trying to create an actual console game first. Yeah. So maybe it got adapter. Maybe the prologue is available, but I don't know what the full game might be. Because how this works is the prologue is free. And once you beat the prologue and you go through the final cutscene of the prologue, it's like you can continue Corgan's adventure for nineteen ninety nine. And I'm like, I didn't enjoy the story that much, so I'm okay. Yeah. I got my gamer score. Yeah, what little story there was. The type of game? The type of game, it is a... A Diablo-like... I know we hate that phrase, but it is it's it is what it is. Just a kind of third, most beyond, it's a top-down dungeon crawler. Yeah. But it actually, it's a little more similar to that um that of Shadow's Awakening. Hot-swapping characters. We'd be able to hot-swap characters. Because in this game, you rock three characters. You got a warrior, which is Corgan. Mm-hmm. He's just your standard kind of... I believe he's a, a dwarf. He's a dwarf, uh, I guess, berserker, because his special makes him mad. He takes more damage, deals more damage. Then you have a mage who is nameless, just called Mage. Yeah. Uh, she happens to be, I think, in my opinion, uh, overpowered, because she's long range, and her secondary attack freezes enemies, yeah. and if you're really lucky, can freeze bosses. Though I only managed to actually freeze the first boss. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't actually manage to freeze any of the bosses. And then your third character is a hunter, yeah. which is basically like your rogue, not rogue. Well, pretty much your rogue. She's better at disarming traps and stuff like that, but she uses uh, dual crossbows. Yeah. Though she is, she can be fun, but her her primary attack is single bolt. Her secondary is a little longer, but it's a shotgun blast of three bolts. And then her special is a five bolts out of each gun, so ten bolts yeah. total. And then she's really good at like mid range, as long as you can make sure all your bolts are connected. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For me though, the it's a very random loot based system, like always, like, like a lot of these games. For me, uh, my hunter was my weakest link. She got the yeah. least amount of like she didn't even have a full set of equipment when I beat the prologue. What about you? I think I feel like even though I was using the mage the most, I ended up with her having the least stuff. I, I got like like the Corgan guy. I got most of the equipment, but I got like multiple copies of the same ring over and over again for the mage. It was just like, oh, come on, give me, give me randomly drop me something else you know make make this system worthwhile but she ended up with the least amount of stuff i feel like but multiple copies was the ring like plus one to your magic i think so something like <laughs> that's that. it. yeah yeah that's plus lame. one magic and i got some other rings too but landed up a ton like five or six copies of the same ring and no no armor no robes or whatever you put on a mage or nothing like that but the corgan guy kept getting had like 10 different melee weapons None were even really any better. It was like different weapons, but the same attack power, one point stronger, and one adds a defense point, one adds strength, has a lower attack. It was just like all over the board. Hmm. Not sure how well balanced it was. If this was their first console game, maybe there's more to do than they're aware. Because I didn't really do too much research on Everland or Rogue, so I don't know what they were. Maybe they were just like side-scrolling platformers, and this was like a full three-dimensional space, and they were... Yeah, I feel just, like you, I feel like you can't just crank out a, a Diablo like without some extensive research. Well, research is the word, just experience, and then the amount of work it would take for balancing. I mean, they end up balancing even Diablo, not even more, but the Diablos were in any other game get rebalanced yeah, multiple constantly. times, just trying to get it to feel right. Even the loot drops and stuff like that on, on any other any games like Borderlands or Destiny, they get drop balances and stuff yeah. like that all the time to get so people get people, people mostly whine if they're not getting the best stuff constantly they whine and then they try to balance out the loot drops which is fair like I shouldn't fight a boss that takes me like 20 minutes and get like oh hey 
here's a uncolored weapon. Yeah. I should which, at least get happen, like you know green, which blue, a lot, or though. or you get or you get like a, a really rare item that's not for your character. Yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> that's the other thing that kind of sucks and stuff yeah, like we have that. A lot, we have a lot of that in those type of games. Yeah, do you have anything you want to talk about with uh, Corgan? I mean, we, we got all the we got all the achievements. I mean, yes. the achievements are pretty straightforward. It's just playing the levels and doing all the side quests. The side quests are they pop up on the screen and tell you kind of where to go. It's just running off the side. I think it's mostly just go kill something over here or go pick up these. Or go, open go, some chests. Yeah, open some random chests. Apparently there's, uh, I read somewhere, maybe I'll get to the the reviews here in a minute, but yeah, the, uh, I think I read in the reviews when I was doing the, reading that, because I, I tend to read those reviews sometimes, the Xbox reviews, because they can be funny or interesting or just, anyway, but I think somebody in the reviews talked about the the lore of the game is on the, is in the, this diaries you pick up that I never did, that I didn't read. I know you didn't read them. No. I so don't. like everything you're running around these maps doing seems really random and dumb. But if you read the lore, it tells you why you're running around doing stuff. And I was just like, uh, you can't do like a voiceover explaining to why I'm doing this stuff instead of because I'm not I'm not read even in the best even in the best games in the world like Witcher Three and stuff like that. I don't read the letters. I don't read if you if it ain't if it, I think I said before in another podcast if it ain't an audio log, I'm not having it. No, I or at least if it's not important enough to you to have somebody voice it and have it be told to me, and then you always don't care enough about it to, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. And then people act like voice actors or, granted, if you're a small company, you're not getting no big name voice actors. But we always say, you know, have somebody and just have somebody in house do it. Silly bad voice acting is I can well depending on the game. Silly bad voice acting could be better than Beneficial. none at all. Yeah, I feel like it could be. I mean, it depends on how serious the person is taking the job. I mean, I just feel like it. I can't believe we're in an age where games still don't have voice acting. It, it blows every time I every time I turn a game on, it doesn't have voice acting. It absolutely blows my mind. I just can't believe we're in a, we're still in an age where people just don't do it. It has a lot to do with, I assume, profit maximizing that profit margin. That's why you somebody, somebody in house. If you're a tiny little company like these guys probably are. Yeah. Take one guy in the office to just read some script. Yeah, it's a voiceover. Do it. Put on a deep voice and just read some script. Telling me any bit of the story. I got no. I got no story out of this game whatsoever. Not really. No. I had no idea why. I was in, granted, I was playing for the achievements anyway. I knew it was gonna be fast, but uh, got nothing out of it. You know. So, no. Who knows the story of Corey? Maybe maybe it's a genius story. Maybe it's the best story ever written in video games. I ain't gonna find out. No. No, um. <laughs> no. So you just really you just run through the was it three maps? Yeah, three prologue maps. Three, three three maps. You do the secondary objectives and the main objectives, and that's going to guarantee pretty much guarantee full thousand gamer score. So that's an easy knockout. Like, like uh, two hours, maybe three About hours. Two, almost three. Because admittedly, it is kind of tough at parts. I died a few times. Yeah. Speaking of dying, that there was an achievement for dying ten times, which I had to reload back into the game to go die additional times to unlock. It was the last achievement I got. Me, likewise, I, I, I died about five or six or yeah. so throughout the game. And I this was just... Death Knights that can put you put you down pretty quick. Yeah. That are uh, inconveniently immune to the magic and archery for some reason. Yeah. And you got to switch to Corgan dude to melee battle it out, which just seems random. But anyway, maybe they wanted you to play Corgan since he was the title character. I don't think I don't think it even says his name in the game. I don't think it does either. <laughs> so I don't know if it's worth playing, to be honest. Unless you unless you're like us and want a little gamer score and want to see a weird little game. It's actually there's nothing too terribly entertaining about the actual game itself. We did stumble upon something rather unique about this game, though. Yeah. So as I said earlier, I did I do kind of poke through reviews of games uh, sometimes, which actually will apply to this game and then the next game too. I won't, I won't, I won't forget to mention is I was poking through the reviews in this, seeing what was up about the game and stuff like that. I can't remember if it was I think it was after, right after I played it. I was going to poke around in it a little bit, and then I stumbled into, into uh, reviews of a sexual nature. We'll say, and then some weird psychological things like. I don't know if I stumbled into a a running gag or fans of the game or the developers of the game writing reviews, but you'll be scrolling through the reviews, and I advise you to, if you don't want to play this game, I don't blame you, but at least pull up Corgan on your Xbox, scroll over to the reviews, and scroll through because you'll be reading, like, three-star review. This game's kind of mediocre. I didn't, I didn't like it. 
a one-star review. This game's total garbage. Don't bother playing it. Five-star review. This game is absolutely incredible. You will not believe how big Corgan's giant black cock is. <laughs> and it, I know, curveball. And then there's our, it, we'll, we'll put a explicit tag on the top of this. Just a little one. Just for that, just for the, the reviews. The reviews go on and on and on about his gigantic black penis. There's so many of them about Corgan's gigantic black penis. And I was like, I hit one. I was like, well, that's weird. It was long, it was longer than what I'm saying. It was like it was like a, a paragraph of talking about how big it is and how 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 good he is at sex and uh, the all the women he's had and, and stuff like that. And I was like, what is going on here? Like, and I continue to scroll through it and you run into other stuff. The guy playing like guys like I played Corgan so much that my wife left me and uh, something something a few years later she she's around. And she saw my Corgan skills and decided to come back to me. And now we play Corgan together forever. And uh, it's hard to, you know, I'm ad-libbing some of this, but like you got to go in there and like read the, people don't usually write long reviews on the Xbox reviews section. And when we say long, I'm talking like. They used every letter. Yeah, like an, what if for, like an essay in school. Like it's like five paragraphs, you know. It's like, it's an essay. One of the ones I read was, um, guy was like, I played Corgan so much that my wife left me and I was really sad, but I kept playing Corgan because Corgan was the only one that was there for me in life and made me happy. And then one night he decided to come out of the TV and make me his woman. Now I've bared four of his children and we live happily ever we, after. And we, named, we named them all Corgan. And we named them all Corgan. Yeah, I think I read that one. We named them all Corgan. <laughs> I'm like, what? What, what is what is going on here? And they're, they're every five-star review. And is there's some, a bunch it, of them. There's like 30 or 40. Uh, somebody, is somebody writing something insane? So I think it's like a... It's either developers or it's friends or it's like one guy wrote... So one guy thought he'd be funny. He wrote one review. And somebody else read it. And they're like, ooh, I could do that too. And it turned into this weird chain some of people. insane five-star reviews for a game that's really not even worth playing, to be honest. But uh, I thought that was worth mentioning because it's... Reading that stuff was actually more, because granted, I say I, I won't read any any of the lore inside that game. Reading, I read maybe five or six of these reviews outside of the game, and that was way more entertaining than playing the game itself, to be honest. And then he texted me from upstairs to make me walk all the way up the stairs to read some of them with him, because it was that important he had to share it immediately. Well, then you played the game, too, and then yeah. you, and then you went, 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 went and read some other ones. So who knows how many other games have weird buried reviews in them most reviews are people either loving saying something's perfect or saying something's garbage there's there's like the two sides of reviews there's fanboys and there's people who hate everything it's negative what, nancy's yeah it, that's what usually what it's usually what you see in reviews on the on the xbox when, reviews in general and then the and as i poke around the xbox store a bit it's people complaining on stuff like that and then uh there'll be one more a, a bit of a review thing on the end of this next uh game we'll talk about here in a minute but uh Anyway, Corgan, that's uh, K-O-R-G-A-N. Probably don't play the game if you don't feel like messing around with it. Please go read those reviews. If you feel the need to uh, share your favorites to share any your, of Share our... your favorites to our uh, social media. We, we, we will, are not, a, not opposed to reading them. Just put a little, maybe a little explicit tag on the top of it or something. Uh, we implore you, actually. <laughs> to do this yeah it's it, I don't, i've never seen anything like in all the games i've played all the reviews i've scrolled through just seeing what people were saying about a game so anything else for corgan uh let's see here i go i don't think so okay we did everything we needed to do so uh we'll move on to the last game and we did do uh three games this week because we're doing three very short very short deals we were trying to keep the podcast a little bit shorter if we can manage uh, we had been doing maybe two larger games, and then sometimes we'll do one really big game. It's just we're trying to judge, every, play every episode, kind of. We try to pre-plan them a little bit by the games and what we're doing. But this was a we have a big week of, a real big month of we played a bunch of short stuff. So we'll we'll knock an episode out. We'll we'll throw three short games in there. Yeah. So you know, Snakey Bus and Corgan are both very short. This last game would be very short too, if we managed to play all the way through it. This game's going to be our first, and maybe only. 
dishonorable mention. We'll see. We'll see. It's it's a rarity. I feel like uh, considering uh, other other stuff, I'll say in this. This game is called Old Man's Journey. And at first googling of this game, you would find out that this game is incredibly well received. Yeah, uh, Blake did more googling than I did for the everything I looked up on it. It was all mobile, like Tap Tap and Mobile Gaming's Awards and Mobile This and Tablet This. Maybe on the PC too. Yeah, the smallest review I saw was like an eight. Yeah. Like apparently said it's a really uh, sweet and heartfelt journey. It's an old man's journey. Yeah. Did we say the name already? Or old, I just, man, old man's okay. journey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, the the gentleman receives a letter in the mail, and then proceeds to just travel from his home to his destination. I never, I never found out what it was. What's the gameplay like? Just yeah, you're just really just uh, moving hills up and down, and when they hit, where they hit, make sure the hills are connected, and then you tell him to quit walk over here, he walks along the connected path. Hmm. And you click on different objects, and he has memories of his life and stuff like that. Cause he's an old man, but the reason this game is uh, a dishonorable mention for us is we played on the Xbox version. I assume the PlayStation Four version is the same way. Who knows about the Switch? Uh, I don't care about the Switch. Is I talk about reviews. So initially, when I turned the game on, immediately it uh, does a weird thing where it asks you to have access to your Xbox profile and your whatever information that entails. And by default, like most people, you hit no, <laughs> no thanks. I, mean, I just, just want to play the game. Yeah, I don't want you uh, scoping around my Xbox and my information. What it does then, when you hit no, is it boots you out of the game. You cannot play this game whatsoever unless you give it access to your xbox account and then i before moving forward i went through the that's when i dipped into these reviews because this game has a, a rampant one-star reviews on everybody complaining about which they're rightfully complaining about why does this company in this game need access to information people even going as far as saying i hit okay and i immediately got spam email from another country and stuff like that so the company Company, the company itself, or maybe we don't know if it was a, a company ported this to consoles. Whatever company is involved in this is most likely taking your email addresses and stuff like that and selling them for a profit, which is what comp- companies do on the shady side of things. Mm-hmm. They sell them to, for a profit and make money off your email addresses, and then you get junk emails from other countries. And as I read through all of that stuff, and I was like, eh, "This is crazy! I can't. I never heard. I mean, I mean, I've heard of people doing stuff like this, but never so much on the." On a, on a video game, like why bother so, and why do this? And the games, you know, it's just insanity. But somebody did mention somewhere in there that, like, you know, his his review was like, was like was like three stars. He was like, yeah, this sucks, but you know, you could just beat the game and then remove it from your permissions. Remove it from your permissions on your Xbox on your Xbox profile. And I was like, well, hell, I already I already bought the game, so yeah. it's that easy. Like I even went to I I even found the permissions page on my phone. For my market, I was like, cool, and there's nothing really on there except for some Microsoft stuff because that's the only thing that should be on there. There was no other game on my permissions profile. Yeah. So I went ahead and hit, whatever, okay, I'm going to beat this game. The game's supposed to be an hour, hour and a half, two hours long at the, at the absolute most. It has a TA guide yeah. of all things, and the TA guy who plays on Xbox, that's what TA is, does no mention of this thing on the front end. I guess he had no trouble with it. Or maybe it got added in after the fact maybe, maybe they added know. it in later who knows he has no mention of it until when he talks about the game and so i went ahead and do that i was like hell i'm gonna just gonna jump in knock it out pull it off my profile if i get an email or two then i don't really care be honest just i don't, I, don't I barely folder. use my email yeah I barely use my email for anything anyway so i was like whatever i'll go ahead and do this so i turned it i turned it on the game's kind of whatever it's, it's pretty and stuff like that there's no voice acting and i'm playing that i get to a, a part with a train which is apparently is a notable, a notably annoying part in general for the game. People talking about the train part being impossible on console, and like, t- you know, downloading it to your PC on, X- on Xbox or whatever on PC, mm-hmm. and doing the train part with your with a no. mouse because you're you're dropping. The, the most of the game is moving hills up and down, which is what the train thing ends up being. You got to run the train. This train's driving on the tracks and the hills. You got to lower the lower or raise the hills fast enough for the so train it walks to into the train walks tracks. into the train tracks. Which apparently is insanely difficult on the console. What well, doesn't matter though, because I can't get past this part com- at all. Because as a, a little ways into the trade sequence, the game locks up so hard that it shuts my Xbox off. It, sh- it doesn't boot. You, it shuts you off. Shuts yeah, you down. Yeah, it didn't boot me out of the game. It sh- my Xbox shut off. Holy crap! 
Yeah, and I can't. I, I think we talked about before. I only have one other game ever do that in my Xbox career. I can't remember what it was in years ago. I can't remember what it was. It was another game that locked up so hard it shut my console off, and I was weird. And, they, and I think they ended. Up, I think they ended up patching that game way back when. Yeah. But anyway, at first I was like, "That's kind of strange. Maybe it's just a just a glitch." And I'll try it again. I guess I'll turn my Xbox back on. Um, maybe it got hot or something. You maybe. Never know. Uh, so I tried it again and uh, it, I'm really loaded at the train station I load in on the train the train starts going hard lock the console shuts off again I was like alright this garbage it's not worth frying obviously frying my ex- if it's a mul- multiple and a, and a fluke twice in a row in the same spot it's hard locked and shut off my console that's that's the end of this so not only do you gotta like want to steal people's info on the front end you can't even Get your console. can't even get the game working correctly on the console. So who knows if that was another company porting, or just this company being lazy, and maybe wanting to rob people. Like I don't know. So anyway, we feel like that nobody, at least on the Xbox side, I wouldn't honestly. I don't care how good a game is. I wouldn't buy anything from this company in the future. Speaking of the company, we actually didn't name them at the oh, beginning sorry. of this. Uh, the developer and publisher is called uh, Broken Rules. That's ironic. Which just seems kind of ironic now that we're talking about everything. Yeah. And they've made several of the games, though. I didn't do any research into them, but yeah. this is about game number eight or nine Yeah. for them. So I don't know how well they're doing and what their overall reputation is as a company, but this is enough, what I've experienced with this one game alone, to be this far into their career, you say eight games in. Something like that, yeah. And still pulling crap like this and then having a glitchy game like this. I was just like... I can. There's there's enough games in the world that I can let this company go permanently and never touch them again. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I don't know if any of you all even played the game or bought the game or anything like that already. Cause it's been one. It's really cheap already anyway, and I think it's been on. It's been on either been on or still is on Game Pass. So there's no telling how it's working if people were. But you, be, you go through its thing. It's. I mean, it's, I tell you, it's just full of people complaining about the that stealing of information and stuff like that. And I did go to my, cause I had my phone pull up and I refreshed it. And it was the only, literally, I mean, like I said earlier, it's the only, the only Xbox game in my entire career that has sitting wanting permissions on my profile. And you just kind of click on it and, you know, delete permissions and it goes away. I never got any emails. So permission that must've worked. Maybe I got to it quick enough or they, they had a chance to sell it to somebody else. So don't be like me. Don't play this game. I told Blake on the, I told Blake all this on the front end. So don't don't touch this game. It's not worth. Don't, don't touch this company. Don't do anything for them. So, I'd say avoid this game. I don't care how good you hear it is. Even if it's great on PC, great on the other things. Don't. Whatever. You're gonna do what you're gonna do anyway. But I wouldn't give a company that's doing shady stuff like this. I know. I guess you can say that about about every about every company in the world. And all, all companies are bad. You know, we use Amazon and everything every day. We stopped using Uber, though. We used Lyft. We stopped using Uber. Of course, who knows? Maybe Lyft will grow so big they'll be just as bad. True. But anyway, listen to us. Don't listen to us. Whatever. It's fine. But uh, maybe try to be a better person and don't don't give this company any money. They don't they don't deserve it. Nah. I don't feel like. Uh, with that is the end of games. We're gonna switch. We're gonna do a movie here on the end, which we were hoping this past week. Uh, before the episode to watch we're going to actually for the first time sit down together and actually watch one of our movies before talking about it which would have made a maybe a better impression for the movie if we both have a fresh take of it though Blake actually did watch Inkheart yes you yeah. I didn't watch Inkheart Blake watched that but if so we're maybe going to say ooh okay well, we pick a movie we picked it plenty in advance we'll pick a day of the week I don't know if Jessica want to watch it or not we'll pick a day in the week we'll sit down and watch the movie pick a day you got it nailed it down here we go watch the movie Blake's like, it. I don't have it. I thought I owned it. No, no, scratch that. We streamed it originally on Netflix when we first watched the movie. I know that for sure. I then tried to see, I thought I had owned it. Turns out I didn't. And then I went to, I was like, oh, we'll just stream it again. And it wasn't on Netflix. And when we used this thing called the Just Watch app. Which we've mentioned on the podcast before. It's a dope app. It tells you if it's streaming on any websites or anything like that, and it's not anywhere. <laughs> and so that was just an epic fail on my part. For we decided to go ahead and do the movie anyway, which will be worthless for me because I know I watched this movie years ago. And if you've heard me talk on any of this podcast about movies or TV shows, 
if I haven't watched it in the past three, three to four hours, then it's it's lost in my memory banks forever. But anyway, I'll let Blake go ahead with the movie and trying to sell it to you a little bit. The movie we're talking about is called Jesus Henry Christ. Don't let the title fool you. It's not a religious movie. It's not a religious movie. So forewarning on that. It's actually kind of like a an eccentric comedy. Indie comedy. And it's definitely indie. It's a uh, it came out 2011-2012 era. Like it was premiered and then officially wide released in 2012. It was uh, written and directed by a gentleman named uh, Dennis Lee. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done a whole, whole lot, uh, but one of his, the bigger titles in his repertoire, was he, which he also wrote and directed, was called uh, Fireflies in the Garden back in like 2008, 2009. That was a, a weird all-star cast kind of movie. But it was also, I don't think it was released in America originally. I think it was a European release only. Yeah. And then it eventually transferred to America after that. But I think it's... I mean, maybe now it's easy to get, but back when we first heard about it, because we were big, because it stars Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock and quite a yeah, few other people. That's Fireflies in the Garden. Yes, that's Fireflies in the Garden. And so we were big fans of uh, Ryan Reynolds, and we tried to find it. Had a real hard time back in the day. Maybe much easier to find it now. To this day, we've never actually seen it, so I don't know. <laughs> but uh, with Jesus Henry Christ, see here, it stars uh, right off the bat Tony Collette. Wonderful actress. Yeah. And the movie starts with her uh, giving birth to her son, Henry. Now, I don't know if it's the next day or not, but it's while she's still in the hospital after giving birth. So within like the first, what is that, two weeks or something, you're in the hospital before they let you out? I don't know. I never had a kid or I don't know that much. But within the time period that you're in the hospital being checked out before you kicked out, her kid starts speaking so within the first weeks of life he starts speaking and she is thrown and everybody else is thrown by this it's a very 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 smart baby yeah this is a a fantasy it's it's fantastical but to the point he looks at her and goes who are you and she's like what who are you and she goes i'm patricia i'm your your mother and he goes, oh, okay. Uh, who am I? She's like, well, I, I I named you Henry. He's like, okay, I'm Henry and you're Patricia. And you're like, what is happening? And then, so that's just kind of like the weird like first 20, 10 minutes of the movie. And then it does a pretty enormous time jump, 11 years. From from being a baby. From being the born, so we pick up Henry at uh, 11 years old. Is it like a, it's like a CGI baby face talking. I think they do the um, what do you call it the uh, the look who's talking lips where it's just his lips are moving but it's moving badly <laughs> if I remember correctly. Those are good movies. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about those later. <laughs> We've never seen those, but um, Henry is eleven uh, year old Henry is played by an actor named uh, Jason Spivak Spivak Spavik, something like that. Doesn't matter. He never really acted again. Yeah, he, he he's acted in a bunch of stuff, but he it doesn't seem like he acted lately. And there's a bunch of stuff I'd never heard of, like TV shows, like uh, British TV shows and stuff like that. Or I think it was yeah, Canadian. Oh, Canadian, not British. I think so. Yeah, if I'm if I remember correctly, I don't exactly know his lineage, but yeah, he was oh, yeah dual citizen citizenship Canada and U.S. So it's definitely a bunch of Canadian shows I never heard of. So he's 11 years old incredibly intelligent lives with a single mom who's a waitress and a lot of time they spend with her dad and her brother her her brother still lives with her dad and they just have like a little family business it's just kind of a happy family Mm -hmm. but henry gets to that age 11 years old i'm sure he's asked the question before but now i think in his head he's like it's okay for him to ask these questions because it's expected of him at this age that's how smart he is yeah if that makes sense but he decides to ask his mom who my dad is, that a, a male is required for reproduction. Yeah. And so then she has to set him down and explain to him one-on-one, because he is a very smart child, explains to him that she was uh, what did I, A-T-L-L. There, there's an anagram uh, for artificial insemination. I forget what it I is. I think that's different from the... Uh, oh. We talk about the one. Uh, 
ATL. God, I don't know. I feel bad. People know what it is where when two couples are trying to have a baby and, and they kind of can't and there's like this other thing. I think that's different from what? just a single woman trying to get yeah, artificially inseminated. Okay, well, I, I, I other ones, sure. other ways, really expensive. It's yeah. like when, when both your, I don't know the science of it all, but you're like physically, you know, people can't have a baby and we, either the male's messed up or the woman's got something wrong or, and they can or both yeah. or something like that. But anyway, I forget what it's called. I forget what it's called, too. I've heard about it a lot. I actually heard about it on other podcasts and stuff like that. But anyway, that's really expensive. Not not that artificial insemination is not expensive, I'm sure. But I think that's not not the same thing. I think she is probably a per- perfectly perfectly adequate... Healthy woman. Healthy woman that just didn't want to have a man, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, she, she, she explains to him that she was artificially inseminated. And then she explains the process to him, because that's something he's never done research on. You know, it's like a, what do you call it, like a Petri dish baby or test tube baby, something mm-hmm. like along those lines. Nothing wrong with, you know, that, but it's something like that. And so Henry, she answers his questions, and he has no more questions. But he still wants to meet his father. So he manages to find a way by basically just being an innocent 11-year-old but super smart, convinces the donorship that he, I think he hacks into it or he asks to see a file. Mm-hmm. And he ends up, through a trial of, you know, series of trial and errors, manages to get a hold of the, the gentleman's name, who was the, donor the original the donor. And that is where the second half of the movie starts to, like, really, well, I say, like, the second half of the movie really starts to pick up. Because Henry finds out that his father is a gentleman named. Dr. Slavkin O'Hara, mm. who is a fairly successful, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He is a fairly successful, it's a uh, psycho, he's a university psychological professor. Mm. And he is fairly known for an experiment he has actually done and is still doing on his daughter, who's his actual birth daughter. Who is a like a year older? Do we know? Does the story stay why stay why he donated to the clinic? Uh, briefly, it, young college, no money, oh, okay, needed okay. money. It's one of those things. <laughs> and but he actually has a daughter. A real yeah, a real life. Well, not that he's not a, anyway. Yeah, but he actually has a daughter from a, a previous marriage. But I think that mom died. Oh, wow. It's just kind of they, they don't really elaborate on that too much. But she no longer in the picture, regardless. So. Henry, being the very smart kid that he is, realized it would be much less awkward instead of walking up to the doctor and going, Hi, I'm possibly your son, Henry, and shaking his hand. He realized it would be easier to be friends with the doctor's daughter and be introduced that way. Again, very, again, very, very smart child. I thought that's sneaky. Yeah, sneaky, whatever. (laughs) Clever. But during all of this, you find out a little more and more about... Oh, the Dr. Slavkin O'Hara, I didn't mention this a second ago, is played by uh, the one Michael Sheen. Oh, yeah. Very fantastic actor. More uh, recently, if you watch The Good Ones on Amazon Prime. Good Omens. Good, Yeah, Good Omens on Amazon Prime. He plays the angel uh, Aziraphale, yeah. opposite David Tennant. The platinum blonde guy. Mm-hmm. And if you're a fan of the Underworld movies... At least Underworld One and Underworld Three, Rise of the Lycans, he plays uh, Lucian, the first Lycan to ever be able to hold a human form. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. He, I don't and he has a bunch of other stuff, Frost Nixon, and several others. He's, he's a, a really good actor. He's famous more, even more so outside of America. I feel like. Yeah, and then his daughter is named Audrey O'Hara, and she's played by the actress Samantha Weinstein. And same thing with uh, the actor who plays Henry. Uh, a bunch of Canadian stuff, a bunch of small-time stuff that I don't think we ever got here in America. And I, from what I could tell, she hadn't done a whole lot other either. So uh, this may have been their first big movie, and unfortunately it wasn't a huge success. Yeah. It don't seem about the kind of movie that would be. No. Even with a maybe a Tony Collette in it, but she's never been too huge herself. I mean, she's gotten much bigger now, but... Yeah. Still. Anyways, okay, after uh, he, once Henry uh, comes up with a plan to introduce himself to the daughter, 
this is where things get a little weird. The daughter is being bullied, and this is where a lot of, I guess, some of the negative connotations of the movie come from. They call it uh, being too ex- eccentric because this uh, social experiment that the father did on his daughter was to try and raise her in a gender-biased world mm-hmm. by offering her, if she wanted to play with toys, let her play with toys. If she wanted to wear pants, wear pants, wear dress, wear dress. She could do whatever she wanted. He never forced anything on her, and then he wrote a book about it. But all these kids are just cool. Up. Yeah. Is there no humor to his character whatsoever, the doctor's character? He's a bit bumbling, but for the, he's a very clinical person. Yeah. But this is weird because I don't know any 11 to 13-year-olds that are reading gender-biased study books enough to make fun of a girl. It just seems a little... Like, I understand you watch a movie, you have to have separate suspension of disbelief mm-hmm. or suspension, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, was, I thought that was a little weird. And I can see why people would be like, that's... You're trying to be way too hoity-toity. But anyway, Henry eventually gets to meet her in a very, very awkward proposition. Yeah. They don't spoil it, but... No. But he eventually does get to meet uh, Dr. O'Hare. Doesn't exactly introduce himself who is, as a son at first, but he tries to work his way in. And unfortunately, Dr. O'Hare has a bit of a, a secret, a kind of a dark secret. Is Henry's walking around his, uh, I believe his office at the mm-hmm. university, and he goes to open a door, and dude snaps at him and says, don't you ever go in that, that's my, that's my personal space, and it leads you to believe there's some sort of dark, scary secret behind that door, which there is a secret behind that door, but I'm not going to spoil that for people. <laughs> and then all this is going on, and his mother still has no idea he's doing any of this. She just thinks he's going to school and doing his stuff. And then she gets a call showing that he hadn't gone to school in a couple of days. And then that's when she has to sit Henry down and be like, why are you lying? What are you doing? And then everything just kind of starts to go from there. It is a quirky movie. Yeah. Is it a com- like family it comedy? Is, it or is like all Dramedy, all. maybe? maybe drama. More dramedy, but I think it definitely tends to be more comical. Yeah. Because this came out, like I said, 2012-ish. I want to think that they were trying to ride the... Uh, the coattails of Juno with like weird lingo and being kind of quirky yeah. and stuff because it's only a few years later. Yeah, was Juno even that popular? Juno was vastly popular. Okay, I like, Juno. I like the Juno movie, but I don't remember it all. I know, I know it was that, that quirky indie feel to it, like they try people try to do. I feel like a, I'm not doing it good enough justice, but it is it is a good movie. Well, the general plot's kind of all they really need to see if they're interested. It sounds unique enough, and you got. Like I said, Tony Collette and Michael Sheen alone should, should, be, should sell a movie. Should give you... An, admittedly, the main like they're the top build, but most of the screen time goes to Henry. Yeah. But it is a very good movie. Yeah. Might have to buy it somewhere. I'll probably <laughs> yeah, see if we can't hit up our local joint. It's not streaming right now. And I, while, you're, while he was talking to me, I looked up Fireflies in the Gardens also. It's not streaming anywhere. So of course not. Why would weird, it be? Weird, weird movies. You say the guy hasn't done anything since the. Not, not that I can tell. Everything. I yeah. probably took all all he could just to make, get the movie, get a movie made, and then can't yeah. get any more money behind it to to do another movie. Especially with these two movies, like I said, huge. Well, I'd say Fireflies in the Garden had a bigger cast compared to these two, but regardless, uh, Tony Collette, and Michael Sheen, big actor. Fireflies in the Garden. You fit, well, Willem Dafoe's in the movie. Willem Dafoe, Sandra Bullock, and Ryan Reynolds are yeah. in it. Yeah. That's a hell of a cast. <laughs> Heck of a cast, that's for sure. Uh, anything, anything else about it? Um, I, Again, I don't want to spoil too much. I want to leave you with enough entry to be like, why won't you tell me more so that you go watch the movie? Do you have... <laughs> I don't think it was in theaters, but do you have a tagline? I do actually have a tagline. Nice. I do have a tagline for the movie, and if we're good, I'll... Yeah. Uh, well... Before we wrap, before I let Blake wrap this up, what's the n- number one rule for the podcast? Don't watch trailers. Yeah, why do you say like a question? Because I was super positive. Yeah. So, don't watch a trailer for this. If you like the way it sounds, just go watch the movie. The trailers are going to spoil plot points. The trailers are going to spoil jokes. Trailers just spoil movies, period. Please oh. don't watch a trailer. Just trust somebody telling you it's good. 
and go watch it. I mean, you could probably get a Blu-ray for five dollars. These unknown movies tend to go free cheap. Yeah, yeah. Go buy a Blu-ray. We're gonna go buy a Blu-ray. With that, I let Blake say his little his favorite part of the whole. Usually, everything is his tagline and let us go. Uh, check us out on our the social media stuff. We like to get that Twitch channel going and st- fun stuff like that. I want to get Blake playing some more games. The reason it's Blake mostly right now is uh, because Blake's friendlier than I am. Uh, to pretty much anybody you meet that knows both of us will tell you that Blake's friendlier than I am and has a more social personality. So I'm not terribly interested in streaming myself, though I will if we do a co-op stream or something like that. Or maybe I'll get into it later if I find a game that I feel like is worth doing it for. But look into the Twitch thing. Go ahead and subscribe to it, and we'll have some games on there, and we'll do the whatever games he's playing, or if we'll do... Uh, if he gets on there and plays some Magic, which I've spotted him playing Magic without streaming, apparently. Because I'm testing decks, I want to go in there with a crappy deck and get whooped. Well, that's part of a part of a stream. We get your butt kicked, and be funny. Well, I want to be better than get my butt kicked every time. Yeah. So let's see if we get people get get him on there uh, streaming some Magic and stuff like that. We'd like fans of the podcast, anybody like that, or or friends of ours want to play him on the stream. We're all for it. Just send send him a little uh, send him a message on when you know we're streaming. Send him a message on Xbox and. We'll go invites, and you play against Blake and it's Magic the Gathering. He is uh, relatively good at Magic, so relatively, yeah. So don't uh, don't slouch. Try try to don't don't pull your punches if you think you don't want to beat him on his own stream. Don't pull your punches. Like he he won't he won't pull his. I've played him in Magic a lot in my life, and it's not always the best experience. Uh, with that, we'll let him uh, do his tagline and wrap up. Thanks for listening to episode twenty two point one point one. Jesus Henry Christ. Meet the family you never knew you wanted. Oh, that's lame. That's the tagline. I can't. <laughs> that's the lamest tagline you've said yet. They didn't even try. I know. Well, in that case, uh, I guess I'll go ahead and just wish everybody a uh, good evening and good night. <laughs>